Hey, this is Maggie. And Ashley. And you're listening to The Watering Hole, a place where animals and animal enthusiasts regularly drink. Every episode, we'll talk about different animals and why they're cool, from basic biology to the threats they face and what people are doing about it, all while under the influence. So it's great to see you. Yes, you too. And catch up. I'm afraid we just did a lot of our catching up when we weren't recording, yeah. which is kind of a shame because so I feel do like we talk about it again. I don't know. We could. Yeah. Um, but I will say we wanted to start talking about our beverages a little bit more this when is true. we started this season. And <laughs> there's a full on war going on. There is a battle us. royale happening. <laughs> oh my god. My dog, who is huge, was just on the couch, and your dog, who's so tiny, is just on the ground watching him. Yeah. It's so distracting, y'all. It is. We're gonna have to post more photos of them on our Instagram so that people can understand what we're looking at. He j Argos just he just was on the arm of the couch. My <laughs> ninety pound dog was on the arm of the couch. Well, anyway, eventually they'll be tired. They'll be tired soon. But we're so, going to talk more about our beverages. Yeah. Which, so, first of all, we have wine tonight. Right. Upgrade from season two, episode one. <laughs> Where we just had tequila. And I think beer. And, and I think it showed. <laughs> it showed. Um, but this is cool because I do want to give a shout out to uh, Cupcake Wines because they're like super decently priced, mm -hmm. always affordable, and yet they're always a good value. Bang for your buck. Yes. I am down with this Sauve Blanc from Cupcake. Mm -hmm. It is delicious. I just uh, picked up Taco Bell on my way here. And let me and just say, it complements it well. Oh, just washing it down oh. with a nice, crisp, mm -hmm. dry Sauve Blanc. Was Not it? too sweet. Yes. It helped really complements the notes of uh, bean and cheese. <laughs> it is absolutely delicious. Uh, well, you know that uh, that's a step up from the Popeyes I had before this. Oh, is it? What did yeah? What did you get from Popeyes? I got the popcorn shrimp with oh. mashed potatoes and a biscuit. Uh huh. And I've just been craving that for so long. Yeah. I don't know why. I just I really like the idea of of uh mashed potatoes and a biscuit and the popcorn mm -hmm. shrimp i think we're just all popcorn there was like hardly any shrimp in there but it makes it seem like popcorn shrimp is just like <laughs> shrimp covered in popcorn <laughs> it's not yeah, it was accurate just, it was just but. completely all fried okay so life is good for both of us mm -hmm. we're both kind of seeing people which is a an upgrade and it's okay I'm, i should say we're not seeing people we've both been on a date or two with the same person <laughs> which is an upgrade did it fail miserably <laughs> or in my case i didn't have my tattoo accidentally insulted oh yeah i didn't end up running on the state for no reason mm. i didn't end up um actually dating him a second time without realizing it yeah these are all things that i have done in the past yeah so i have yet to be ghosted with Ooh. this guy and I have yet to receive constructive criticism on how to be on a date. And wow. um, yeah, this is pretty good so far. Man. Shining stars. We really. 
Okay, so let's talk about our animals. I would like to point out that, at least for me, is mm-hmm. it the same for you? Mm-mm. Oh, you're disappointing me. I. <sighs> okay, it's fine. So, so y'all. I never say y'all. I don't know where this is coming from. So Ashley and I tried recording season two, episode one, a couple months ago, and it was as if we had never been in front of microphones before. Or each other. Or each other. Or it was people. It was the weirdest experience. I don't know. Maybe we were both just, we were just having an off night, which is, mm-hmm. which is bizarre for us. And what I'm, I'm doing is- on. I'm never off. I am always spot on. Mm-hmm. But so anyway, I am recycling the animal that I did from that episode because I couldn't be bothered to research again. That's just, that's laziness at its best. No, you're busy. You've got a lot on your plate right now. Yeah, I guess so. No, I think that's totally fine. And if I was smart, that's what I would have done too. Um, But that's not what I did. So mine's fresh and new. Well, shit. (laughs) All right. Well, then there's no point in you guessing my animal. Should I just dive in? Did you go first last time? I, I never remember this. I never, ever remember. All I know is that you introduce the odd episodes. I introduce the even episodes. That's the extent of my memory. Well, this is two. Right. And I already introduced us. Oh. May, do you want to go first? <laughs> sure. Okay. So um, my animal is a creature broadly i'm not doing a specific species Mm kind of like i did in season one with sea turtles now i want to go elsewhere in the ocean and talk about sharks (gasps) tiny claps because they're so fucking cool man argos came over to talk about them Thanks, argos argos you have such a big face um so that was argos saying how much he likes sharks i like sharks Sharks get a bad rap, and that's mm-hmm. why I wanted to do them, because people yeah. are afraid of them, and they're really majestic animals. There are over, or around, I should say, 500 species of sharks worldwide. Damn. Depending on your resource, some of them say 400, 500. You get those you species know. and those subspecies. Exactly. So, roughly. They first appeared on Earth 455 million years ago. I can't even grasp my head, grasp my... Head? Nope, my you mind can't grasp it. Can't you can't wrap your head around it. Wrap. You can't grasp your head. Gruel. <laughs> Basically, it's too big a number for me to comprehend. It's too big. So this is also before the dinosaurs existed. Mm. What? What? Um, and uh, just to put it into perspective, folks, early humans were around two million years ago. Oh. So that's four hundred and fifty-three million years after the sharks were already on the planet. I mean, I feel like, like in that sense, we don't even matter. No, no, <laughs> we don't. And yeah. Uh, also, um, sharks have survived five mass extinctions in Earth's history, and we're on our way to the sixth. And guess cool. what? They're probably well. We're gonna start this on a I don't know. on a high note. <laughs> No, we're going to start this as depressing as possible because then all we can do is go up. Up, up, up. <laughs> so, Megan, tell us all the cool things about these creatures who uh, have survived uh, more than anything else on this planet. True that. Um, sharks don't have bones, just cartilage. Oh. That's the same as rays, sawfish, and skates. And my ears. And your ears and your nose. Actually, really funny side story. Uh-huh. So, I was in Mexico this past week for work, and I work for an oceans nonprofit, and... 
my girlfriend Kate, she is one of the funniest people ever. And she gets ready for a photo and she goes, everyone make a sturgeon face. And do you know what sturgeons look like? They're, they're weird looking. Weird fucking looking. Yeah. But like nobody else but an oceans organization is going to know. Like, what it, yeah, so how do you make do a sturgeon it. face? Okay, I'm going to post a photo. I'm going to post a photo of sturgeons on our Instagram. Please do. And just consider making a stu- God damn it. All of my <laughs> devices are making noise. They're also all on. <laughs> Mute everything before <sighs> recording, Maggie. So, uh, cartilage, by the way, is lighter than bone. Mm-hmm. If you didn't realize, your ears are not as heavy as your finger. Very flexible. Yeah, yes. can just move around. It's bendy. Yes. Uh, sharks have great eyesight. Oh. Um, we often hear that they have great smelling sense because uh, they can smell blood in the water and prey, which is true, but they can see colors and they can uh. see especially well in the dark. That's crazy. Yeah. I can't. Um, they, sharks, all these hundreds of species of sharks all have different kinds of teeth. They have a limited amount of teeth in their lifetime and they're constantly shedding those and growing in new ones. That's insane. So something that I read is like, um, when a shark runs out of all of the teeth that it's allotted in its lifetime, yeah. that's typically what begins their demise, oh. their, their individual death. I know I'm just thinking like, could you imagine... If we as humans lost our, like, constantly lost our teeth, mm. like, you know how unattractive children are when their teeth are going in? <laughs> just, like, think of, like, a 30-year-old man, like, with oh my teeth just, like, half-grown in and, like, kind of jagged and crooked. I mean, you could go to <gasps> central Pennsylvania and see that. <laughs> and they just, every time you see them, their teeth, like, you'd see them and be like, oh, my God, your teeth look so nice. And be like, yeah, four more just grew in. Oh, my gosh. That's <laughs> so creepy, oh, actually. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Can we take a second and um, go back to a sense of smell? Yes. Because I don't remember if I shared this story the last time you did sharks. So um, when I was in Hawaii in, like, 2015, 2016, um, we were jumping off of a boat to do snorkeling and stuff like that. And we had gone to like a deeper area. And if you go like 15 feet under the water, you kind of get away from the noise and you can really clearly hear humpback whales if they're calling. Mm. So we're like 15 girls, because my program was pretty much all women, we're all out in the water diving down to try and hear the humpbacks. And a shark starts approaching. <laughs> And uh, so we all kind of panicked because it was like kind of big. Like it wasn't a great white, but it wasn't like a tiny reef shark. So we all kind of panic, but no, but everyone's fine. We get back in the boat and the guy, our like guide is telling us, he's like, oh, don't worry. It's an oceanic like black tip reef black, shark oh, or something yeah. like that. And we're like, okay, cool. We're fine. Well, when we got back in the van after we had snorkeled, turns out it was an oceanic like white tip uh, shark. Oh, and um, they're actually they're, quite and, aggressive. Like, yeah. It like said in the guide, like, do not approach oh, dear <laughs> God. far away. So like luckily we were fine. But then I remember our professor was telling us. That, like, sharks have a really good sm- sense of smell for blood, but they also have a really strong sense of smell for urine because oh. frightened animals pee. Guess who had just peed in the water <laughs> right before the shark got there? I'm just sitting there in the back like, oh, my God. I almost everyone. killed all of us. Oh, my God. And to this day, I hold that guilt with me. Again, we're all fine. Thank God you're all fine. But oh, my God. Just saying. I mean, go ahead, pee in the ocean, but... You're at gonna, your own risk. At your own risk. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So okay. that's my uh, shark story. So here's a dumb question. Yeah. What if you want to go snorkeling or scuba diving and you're a female on your period? I, Should you not? I mean, I don't know. 
we if you're a shark expert or a biologist out yeah. there or a diver can you let us know it probably just depends on like where you're diving well sure if you're diving in a place where like sharks aren't common well of then, course like or like mm-hmm. aggressive sharks aren't common. yeah yeah, yeah. like if a, sh- a shark's not going to come after you for blood if it doesn't usually come after people for blood like, right it's not all blood. I mean, they they don't come after people for blood. First of all, yes. Sorry, <laughs> clarification. <laughs> sharks do not prefer if humans. Sharks, Most sharks, shark attacks are just accidental. Yes. Uh, let me rephrase that. If sharks aren't normally attracted to blood, they're yeah, not going yeah, yeah. to come near you anyway. Right. So, like, if you're in a place where you know that there's a shark species there that's attracted to blood, mm-hmm. then maybe not dive well uh, on flows in town. Yeah, yeah. But if like, you're diving on a reef where it just has, like, right. really docile reef sharks, like, yeah. they're not all of a sudden going to be bloodthirsty because you're on your period. <laughs> because that's horrifying. Can you imagine? <gasps> that's a good horror movie. Ooh. Period sharks. Oh, my God. I'm making it. Oh. <laughs> Maggie, you're cast. <laughs> Can I be the shark? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So Sorry. I just want to get back to... The topic? Well, yes. The topic <laughs> at hand, sharks. I know you did whale sharks yes, last I did. season. Um, that was the first one I did. The first shark? First animal. No, you did narwhals. I or, think it was the second animal I did. <laughs> All right. So I did it last season. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, no, because you did something that was the weight of a pug for episode two. <laughs> I don't remember what it was. I did, but what was it? <laughs> All right. Well, if you know, send us a message. What is we animal? don't pay attention to what we're did saying. Did I do? Weight of a pug. It's the weight of a pug. I don't remember. I don't remember either. Okay. So um, I'm focusing on, I guess, how sharks are often perceived as very aggressive. Yeah. Because whale sharks are very docile, and they have filter feeder mouths, if yep. you remember us talking about them. to Passively sift, feeding. They passively my favorite feed, way to eat. which is exactly how Ashley just ate her Taco Bell. Um, <laughs> I mean, that was pretty aggressive. <laughs> I'm talking about sharks. Well, I'm not. I'm talking about all sharks. But sharks have all different kinds of teeth, not just those plankton sifting passively feeder mouths um they have sharp jaws like teeth that you're i think a lot of us think of when we think of sharks or like when you find like shark teeth on the beach or like shark teeth necklace yes yes um and then some also have razor like teeth which is kind of creepy we'll we'll talk about one of those in a minute oh i think i know one but i also let's see other basic biology their gills those are a defining feature typically sharks have five gills (gasps) I never speak in absolutes. Um, <laughs> never. <laughs> but some sharks have six and seven. That's typically some of the more ancient species of oh. sharks. Hmm. Um, they've just evolved to need less to be able to breathe. Sharks have to open their open and close their mouths to breathe, which most which fish have to do if you've never noticed. But it's funny. You should watch them because like the mouths just blop blop blop. They look really. <laughs> I was going to say, so does my dad, because he's a total mouth breather. But that feels kind of mean. <laughs> I'm just imagining your dad walking pop, through like, pop, a, life like a fish. <laughs> hey, Dad, I love you. Oh, man, I hope your mom's, like, decorating the Christmas tree when she listens. That's to when she usually <laughs> listens, when she's cleaning. Uh, okay, so the gills, how do they work? Yes. It's, as the shark is opening its mouth and closing its mouth, water is flowing through the mouth and out the gills through internal gills, first uh-huh. of all, and then out via the external gills, which are slits behind their head, and this is how they filter the oxygen out of the water. 
and so that they can breathe and then the water just comes out of the gills. Ah, is this like a negative pressure situation? Yeah. Oh, so they yeah. open their mouth, the negative pressure like sucks that water. It's pretty and- cool. <laughs> just like that. May edit out that sound because it was not attractive. <laughs> Sharks. Um, their skin is unique to other fish in the ocean. Yes, Ashley. Isn't it like made of teeth? I don't know that. Okay. I was just going to say it has evolved to allow them to swim quickly oh. for the most part. Um, and this is what has driven them to the top of the food chain. Mm. So let's let's do a That's quick Google. Google. Shark skin. It's like evolved from teeth. Shark armor. What is special about shark skin? Will this tell us? Shark skin is not made up of traditional fish scales. Rather, they have miniature teeth, similar to shark's teeth in general, that interlock. <clears throat> These are called dermal scales. That makes sense. Ooh, yeah. The dermal level. Uh, recent hydrodynamic research has shown that these scales actually bristle like fur and push the water down the shark more efficiently with less drag. <gasps> so that's what allows them to be faster. Look, we like combine. Oh, did you want me? <laughs> It's okay. Don't pour me the I wine. I couldn't pour from No, no, it's angle. fine. It's fine. Um, so this quick Google search brought to you by Shark Watch SA. I feel like we just like combined our like our facts combined to, <clears throat> to create more facts on facts. facts. Facts on facts. You're like they're fast. I'm like they're teeth. It's because of the teeth that that's why they're fast. It's true. It's like the Power Rangers. So liver oil. Sharks don't have swim bladders, oh. which is a gas filled organ mm-hmm. that allows them to to not be so buoyant yeah um instead they have huge livers filled with oil oh oil (laughs) so this does allow them to be more buoyant i got the i got that opposite so sharks have six senses six wait that's too many right go ahead guess them sight smell touch yes taste yeah Hearing. Mm-hmm. And. Oh, 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 I know it, I know it, I know it. Electricity. Uh, yes, uh, uh, yes, uh, you're uh, on your uh, way. What's it called? <laughs> Think of electro. Shock therapy. I know, it's, I know it, they like, they can like. Magnetism. Magnetism. Yeah. Nailed it. Nailed it first try. So my, my notes. And electromagnetism. A what? Uh, this is a sense that allows them to detect small electric fields that animals create when their muscles contract. <laughs> That's insane. That gives me the heebie-jeebies for some Blah. reason. Uh, it's like knowing you're there because it can sense the energy you're giving off. <gasps> oh, so they're like very like into like auras and crystals. Yes. Like it really sense your energy. Now I just picture, I just... picture like a shark. Like, surrounded by, like, crystals. Oh, my gosh. Reading, like, tarot cards. Oh, my God. I'm just imagining Bruce from Finding Nemo <laughs> reading tarot cards. Yes. It's like... Wearing, like, 16 scarves. Oh, my gosh. Lots of jewelry. Awesome. Just one yeah. ring on each fin because they don't have a finger. Right, right, right. Of course. I want my sister to draw this. Um, that would be amazing, actually. Liz. So, about this sense. Yeah. Um, it Tell helped. me more accurate information than what I just it's, gave. It's actually... It's... It's freaking cool, okay. guys. So this sense helps sharks to navigate Earth's electromagnetic fields. Oh, shit. So when they're migrating mm-hmm. or when they need to go somewhere to breed, that's how they move around. Isn't that, like... That's insane. So, yeah, humans are smart and all, but we don't have a lot of these cool things no. that help us to just inherently know where to go. Yeah. I think that's so cool. Like, birds have that and sharks Honeybees have something like that. 
But I I think I've mentioned before on the podcast, but Umwelt. Umwelt. No. No? Okay. You may have. It's like this concept you know of, I don't, listen. I don't know if it's like a concept or like a fact or like a theory, but it's the idea of like an animal sensory sensory world and how like different oh, that yeah, can yeah, be yeah. from ours. Like seeing like a, a mantis shrimp seeing like hundreds of colors or like oh, um, yeah, honeybees seeing like ultraviolet and like we don't even know how to comprehend another sensory world. Like, I know. I know. It's just cra- like how would you like it's not seeing it's not tasting it's not feeling how do you how do you how does that work? It's crazy. I, and we don't yet know that. No. We're, and I, I feel like we can we can never good. fully know like as if you can't experience it. You don't know unless we get a shark talking. Hello Bruce. <laughs> Fish are friends, not food. So excuse for Maggie's Bruce impression. I really, I really love Bruce. Okay, so um, a couple quick things because I, I want to just wrap up sharks. Um, Go. The pajama shark. That's a cool shark. He's kind of stripy, like pajamas. <gasps> oh. Uh, they're found in the Southeast Atlantic and West Indian oceans, often in caves Ooh. near the bottom or rocky areas, hanging around around the continental shelf. They're nocturnal. Oh, there are th- three species of hammerhead sharks. I think there's more than that. I, th- I need to fact check myself. Yeah, there's a lot more than that. I think I there's, there's five. Like, all I know is that there's like a scallop hammerhead shark. There's a lot of hammerhead sharks. Yeah. They're fucking cool. Uh, make- I think the main the main takeaway is that there's not just one. There's type. not just one hammerhead. That's what you need to three remember, plus. kids. Uh, <laughs> Mako sharks are the fastest. Ooh, <laughs> I did not write that in my notes. I wrote Mako shark is fast. <laughs> I mean, also important. <laughs> Clocking up to 70 kilometers per hour or 40 miles per hour. Shit. They just became listed as endangered. Fuck. I mean, most most sharks are yeah. endangered now. If you live in the water, you're not in good shape. Unless, like, you're lionfish. Fuck. Yeah, them. Uh, okay. The cookie cutter shark. <gasps> these guys are fuckers. I, dude. These things are insane. They're disgusting. They are. So, it got its name. Uh, it's a parasite mm-hmm. that feeds off of other animals without killing them. And its mouth is this neat little circle <laughs> that it looks like a cookie cutter just took a chunk out of a sperm whale like a- or a giant squid or uh, another uh, Greenland shark or something, you know? And they they live in the deep, deep sea yeah. in the abyss. So like, little is known about them. Yeah. We just, you know, a sperm whale will float to the top of the water because he's and dead. It literally has like a plug of skin missing. It's disgusting. And that's how we know they <sighs> exist. I mean, we know other, we, we we know they exist for other reasons. But anyway, they're but also the, pretty tiny. The main evidence of yeah. them are. They're, they're under are two feet in length. Oh. Uh, I just mentioned the Greenland shark. It's one of the largest sharks, relatively sluggish. I mean, you would be too if you lived in the cold, deep mm. waters of Greenland. Yeah. Um, Isn't it one of the oldest? It is one of the oldest mm. existing species, which is super cool. So um, this, I wrote in my notes, capital caps lock, what? Some dissected animals, uh-huh. so some of these Greenland sharks, have been found to have the remains of polar bears, reindeer, and horses in their uh-huh. digestive systems. Uh-huh. Wow. How big are these things? Um, big? Who knows? Uh, they're pretty big. They're pretty <laughs> big. Uh, Greenland shark length. I mean, I'm assuming it's not a whole horse. So still, they take uh, like a good chunk out of a... I'm assuming dead horse. So they are uh, 15.7 feet in length. All right, that's big. At their longest. That's uh, pretty big. They can live up to 200 years. Oh, shit. Pretty fucking cool. I mean, 200 years, you might as well eat a horse. Yeah. 
Might, might as well give it a try. I like, mean, have you ever tried horse? <laughs> like, I came across one 50 years ago. Of course I've eaten a horse. Of course I've eaten a horse. Ow! Um, okay, but realistically, folks, that they probably have eaten these things because they've fallen into the ice and drowned. Yes. Right? So let's, let's not, not... There's no horse-Greenland shark battle. There's no Greenland shark likely. that's, like, surfacing and, like, f- flubbering across the ice. It's fine. Uh, the smallest shark is the dwarf lantern shark. I'm so glad I didn't write down how small it is. It's it's really small. It's just though. real small. Dwarf lantern shark. It's uh, 20 centimeters. So let's quickly talk about threats to sharks. Please. Nearly one in four sharks are threatened with extinction. Mm. 17 species of sharks and rays were recently <laughs> added to the list of those species threatened with extinction. Three were uplisted from endangered to critically endangered. And... 26,000 sharks are caught every hour. No. Why are they caught, you might ask? Mm, I know. Because uh, shark fin soup is a popular dish over in Asia, and sharks are just caught, and their fins are chopped off of them, and then they're thrown back into the water. And let me tell you guys, it's the saddest fucking thing. Like, can you just imagine if somebody grabbed you off the street, chopped off your arm, and then just tossed you back into the intersection? Like, yeah. okay, go fun for yourself now. Yeah. That's what's happening. And uh, it's not just for shark fin soup. It's also for, um, like, Eastern, not medicine, but just other, other eating, yeah. not just soup. Like, yeah. they're, sharks are actually being caught for broth and things like yeah. that. So we kill 150 million sharks every year. 73 million end up in the global fin trade. So that's that's to just, that's describing what we just talked about. Like, obviously, they're not all being finned, but it's, it's awful. Uh, shark finning is illegal. The trade of shark fins is not that's insane to me so if you want to take some action call your local representatives and be like hey is there legislation on this in the u.s because there was for a while and and we just haven't taken action on it depleting shark populations are having a cascading effect down the food chain so it's disrupting everything it's throwing everything Mm -hmm. out of balance Another thing you can do is do not buy squalene products. This is, oh. um, remember that oil I talked about earlier? Yes. They're, the, the shark's liver oil. Liver oil? Mm-hmm. That's being used in cosmetics. Oh. So check out the ingredients in your cosmetics and products that you buy. Uh, make sure that they haven't, they're not using animal products. There's no squalene. They're not tested on animals either. Like be a good human. You can also check out the Shark Research Institute. I fucking love them. And you can donate to some of their work. You can travel with them on some of their expeditions and go tagging sharks to help them track and uh, and support their work. It's just really amazing. But that was a really quick wrap-up. I could talk about sharks a bit more, but I've been talking a lot. We've been digressing. Um, No, not at all. The biggest takeaway, guys, is that sharks do not attack people because they want to. Mm -mm. Shark attacks happen by accident because a shark thinks a human is its normal prey. They are not evil creatures. Jaws gave them a bad rap, kind of like, um, you know, fairy tales have given wolves a bad rap and they're not really a bad animal. Please think of sharks fondly next time you head to the ocean. They're really ancient, amazing animals, and I think we should all support them. I agree. All right. Okay. So, are we ready for my Animal. I'm so ready. You want to give me a hint? I do. Well, I, the first hint is, assuming I edit this by November, okay. that's the goal. Okay. That's why I did it. It is the 
awareness month for this animal in November. That doesn't help me at all. Listen, I don't not know my, my fault awareness you don't months. know your animal months. Jesus. Um, I know Elephant Day is in August. Lion Day is in August. Rhino Day is in September. World Habitat Day is in October. Okay, stop bragging. You yeah. don't know this one. Okay, um, I'll give you another hint. Please, that's like related to this animal. <laughs> All right, the sass I'm feeling right now. All right, its closest living relatives Uh-oh. are elephants and hyraxes. Oh, you're doing manatees. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> the look you just gave me made me think for a split second. <laughs> Did Maggie already do manatees? I was, oh man, my one of my good friends is going to be so stoked you're doing this because he wanted me to do them. Oh, now I don't have I to. Yay. Them. Sorry. Sorry, um, Nick King. Definitely had a split second of panic of like, wait, did Maggie already do manatees? No, but we talked about them in our bonus episode last. That must be why. Because we talked That's about how they're the closest living relatives. Fun fact. Yes. All right, here you go. This is great. <laughs> I feel like you're mad at me now. No, no, you've done the work for me. Are you manatee me now? No. <laughs> um, so manatees. What yeah. are manatees? I think we all have a pretty good idea what manatees are. I feel like they're pretty well known. Um, but so manatees are those beautiful, large, fully aquatic herbivores living in the Florida. They also live in other places as well. But uh, if you're in the United States like we are, Florida uh, is uh, where they're most present and uh, populous. Keep going. I love it. <laughs> so they're in the family Trichinidae. Nope, there's no one in there. Family Trichinidae. Sure. Sure. That sounds great. Uh, genus, trichichus. Again, take it with a grain of salt, uh, but that is where they are found. Again, closest living relatives for like the sixth time are elephants and hyraxes. Throwback hyraxes are tiny little rodents found in Africa. Yes. Well, they're not rodents. They're not rodents. They're they rodent looking. Looking. Yes. So there are three accepted living species of this family. And then. Can I guess what one of them is? Sure. A dugong. Are dugongs part of that? So in the family, no. In the order, oh, yes. Kingdom phylum class, family, order, genus, species. So in the order is Sirenia, okay. which is named after sirens because there's like, ah, you go back to like the Because they used lore, to think manatees were like mermaids. mermaids. Which if you look at manatees. Manatees are the opposite are, of are, I mean, they're beautiful in their own way. But like they but, are uh, fat with whiskers. Yes. <laughs> and they're gray and they're wrinkly. Um... But hey, there could be gray, wrinkly mermaids, and I'm I here want for a that. Manatee kiss. Um, <laughs> but yes, yeah, so there are four living species in Sirenia. So the the one that's not with the man, rest of the manatees is the dugong. Okay. It's the eastern hemisphere's dugong. Yeah. And if you look at dugongs, the most easy well, dugongs are really weird looking. They, they're like they look like manatees, but they've got a more pronounced like, nose. Yeah, and their tail is shaped differently. It's it not is. as paddle. It's not as big. But so the three manatees within Trichichide. Again, that's not right. Um, We have the Amazonian manatee, Mm -hmm. the West Indian manatee, and the West African manatee. Oh, really? Yes. Who knew? Right? Um, So location. The one we most commonly know is the West Indian manatee, and that is found uh, in 
they're all found in marshy coastal areas. Sure. They like it pretty shallow where there's lots of uh, grass to graze on and where it's warm. So the West Indian manatee will be found in the Gulf of Mexico and the Caribbean Sea. The Amazonian manatee is going to be found in the Amazon Basin. And uh, the West African manatee is found in West Africa. Really, Ashley? You had to write that down? Well, <laughs> whatever. Um, they frequently tend to, they don't migrate long distances, but they will travel throughout brackish water. Mm-hmm. For those of you who don't know, I think we've talked about brackish water. We have. It's like a mix of salt and Salt, salt and, and fresh. And fresh. Yeah. Salt and sea. What is, I'm just repeating things that have already been said. <laughs> Uh, I saw a really cool t-shirt yeah. that had brackish on it the other oh. day, and I was somewhere in the middle of nowhere, Maryland, and that's the end of the story, because I don't remember the t-shirt. I mean, all right. But it was witty, and I read it, and I was like, huh, that's witty. I have a funny manatee story that I'll tell at the end. I have a manatee story also. Let's go. Let's keep going. Okay. Um, so, generally speaking, they cannot survive in water below 15 degrees Celsius or 60 degrees Fahrenheit. So cold. So, they tend to like it a little bit warmer. They like it toasty. Don't want to compare my mom to a manatee, but uh, she also likes the water a little bit warmer. Yeah, that's true. But because of this, one thing that's happened a lot especially again the manatees in florida are probably the most studied manatees Mm -hmm. um uh, and they have the largest population i think i should probably double check that um but they (laughs) tend to hang out around like power plants and they do i was gonna say that because a lot of heat is generated and the water is warmer there yeah so let's get into some of the description of the manatees um so manatees weigh between 400 on average, weigh between 400 and 550 kilograms. So that's 880 to 1,200 pounds. They're pretty big. And then in terms of length, they average between 2.8 and 3 meters. That's 9.2 to 9.8 feet in length. So unlike my animal last week, they are not human-sized. I mean, they could be. But generally speaking, they are not humans. Babies could be. Um, Babies could be. Um, At birth, baby manatees weigh on average 30 kilograms or 66 pounds each. My dog doesn't even weigh that much. That's so big. That's like my dog. That's like an Argos manatee baby. Um, So we talked a little bit about their... I'm going to go out of order of my notes. Yeah. They're gray. Mm -hmm. They're wrinkly. If you think of like... Elephant skin, but underwater. Think of like a water elephant. Yeah, it's pretty Without accurate. the back legs. <laughs> Without legs, with a different shaped tail. They don't have a giant long nose. They don't have a long snout. But they're the Or same. giant ears. Okay, so just think of the skin of an elephant, please. Um, and also the fact that their nipples are located their under armpits. their armpit. Which is a very defining characteristic of this group but so they have this big paddle shaped tail so cool um and like i said it's the clearest difference between them and dugongs because dugongs have like a fluke like they have a think of like the shape of a whale tail tail. which is a fluke which has like two very distinct separate parts Mm -hmm. the manatees is just like one big old paddle and then their front little little fins fins front little paddles pectoral flippers pectoral their pecs are uh, also nice uh, big old paddles also, and if you look, they do have uh, toes, toenails. Oh, do they? That's yeah, terrifying. It's really kind of cool. Another fun fact about manatees: how many uh, cervical vertebrae do you think they have? Probably like the same number as a hyrax and an elephant. Or, nope. Or five. <laughs> so most mammals 
have seven cerv- cervical vertebrae or neck vertebrae. Okay. We talked about this in giraffes because giraffes have these super long necks, but they still have the seven same number yep. vertebrae. Yep, yep. Not manatees. Manatees only have six. And the only other mam- mammals to have this many vertebrae are two-toed and three-toed sloths. Right? I almost think that might not be real, so I will double-check that before I put it in the episode. <laughs> Um, but yeah, isn't that crazy? Why? Do I don't we know. know. Like, I didn't go that far into it. <laughs> That's fair. Yep. <laughs> and the other cool thing about manatees, which may not be cool to other people, but I remember learning a lot about elephant teeth in school. Oh. Because elephants don't have um, like incisors or canine teeth, mm-hmm. but they have these big old cheek grinding. teeth. Grinding. Yeah, with like these grinding patterns because they're just grinding patterns, grinding like pads because they're just like constantly eating grass and leaves and like foliage and they just need to grind it and so like they kind of just slowly move forward in their mouth yeah but so manatees have the same thing Mm -hmm. which again isn't like amazing to figure out but i'm like oh damn that's crazy because they eat the seagrass yeah they just they just chomp around on seagrass so uh manatees are often called sea cows sea cows uh which is pretty accurate because they like to chomp on grass they move pretty slowly uh and they're just underwater instead of on land but yeah so they have these chick chick teeth cheek teeth um that grow at the rear and then as they get older and they move forward they fall out and i uh, just tried to drink my microphone no don't do that <laughs> a little bit about their behavior yeah uh, so manatees live a pretty blessed, blessed life. Oh, I would like to think. Um, they're, well, it depends, I guess, yeah. on how you like to live your life. They're generally pretty solitary animals. You usually only find them in small groups, um, or just by themselves or with a baby, unless there's like uh, again like the power plants or someplace they really just kind of they like will springs. congregate just because that's where everybody yeah. wants. Yeah, it's to not be like a oh, it's a social gathering. It's like hey, it's warm, so we're all here. Yeah, yeah. You know, kind of like when like you're walking somewhere and it starts pouring rain, and then everybody ends up in this one shop. It's not because the shop's cool; it's because it's raining out. Exactly. And this is the place that's I'm dry. not gonna socialize with all those strangers. <laughs> it's nothing to do with socializing. Um, they spend uh, approximately 50% of their day sleeping. Again, what? blessed life. Ideal. Um, and then they surface. One and one said that Wait, they let me surface. Guess. Every seven minutes. No. Oh, that's dolphins. <laughs> I mean, they could surface every seven 15. minutes. 15. One said 15, one said 20. When okay. they're just resting or sleeping. Okay. Um, when they're swimming, though, they'll surface every three to four minutes because they're, they're active and right, they need right. breathing more air. However, typically they swim at a leisurely three to five miles per hour. So slow. Or five to eight kilometers per hour. They're not speed demons. They're but like no the worries sloth there. of the sea. Exactly. Them and, their, and that and the vertebrae I'll really get you. But they are pretty smart. Um, I want to look into this more because they apparently are capable of understanding discrimination tasks. Hmm. So like being able to discriminate between different things sure. and tell the differences. And show signs of complex associative learning. Oh, wow. So, like, associating things together, which I guess kind of goes with discriminating things together. <laughs> anyway. They can they um, can lump things together. <laughs> um, and they also have uh, good long-term memories, apparently. Oh, like elephants. And then in terms of, like, vocalizing, uh, they do emit a wide range of sounds, but uh, the majority of that is used between mother and calf. Okay. Because they're the ones that spend the most That's, amount of time yeah, together. So their diet... So these guys are, 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 are herbivores. 
They eat over 60 different freshwater and saltwater plants. So they eat both because remember they live in brackish, brackish. water. Um, but I'm just going to list some of the plants they eat because yes. they're really funny names. So we've got floating hyacinth. Yeah. Pickerel weed. Alligator weed. Water lettuce. Hydrilla. Water celery. Musk grass. Mangrove leaves. That's not, not as fun. Sea grasses, not as fun. Shoal grass, manatee grass, turtle grass, widgeon grass, sea clover, and then marine algae. Those are just some of the 60 different types. Man, they are just green-eating machines. Right? I was like, I need that kind of diet. Also, can we talk about how, how unoriginal alligator grass, manatee grass, right? turtle like, grass. Jesus. <laughs> like, oh, this grass is kind of different, but like I see only the turtles going for right? it. Let's well, call it turtle mainly grass. Mainly turtles. Why not? What the hell? Uh, per day, so per 24 hours, they'll eat between 10 to 15% of their body weight. What? Um, <laughs> in these sea grasses. Can you imagine that much oh, salad? Oh man, I need to that'd be, be in... like That'd be like a 12 pound salad. That's being generous. It'd be like a 12.5 pound salad. <laughs> That's too much salad. And they'll graze up for up to seven hours a day, which makes sense if they're eating that much. They usually, they'll use their flippers, so those frontal paddles, to walk along the bottom. <gasps> yeah. Um, and then kind of like dig up plants and roots to eat, which is just like the cutest thing ever. Similar to our elephant, again, yes, is that they do have a prehensile lip. So if you remember at the end of an elephant trunk, yeah. they have that little like... Um, I want to say nubbin, but that's not right. It's, a, have, it's, it's, a, like, it's an upper lip that can grab things. Yeah. So they have, the manatees I also have I seem to recall this. you wanted to mention that you had a prehensile lip. I did. In, I, I did in last, last week. Episode. Okay. So yeah, when we talked about tapers, I definitely talked about a prehensile lip. Okay. I'm just like really good at eating things. <laughs> we don't want you to go down that hole again. No, let's not. Um, there's already so much editing that happened last time. But so they have this upper lip pad that they can um, move the right and left side independently to kind of help them pick up that grass and dig for roots and stuff like that. Um, apparently they have seven muscles to manipulate and tear up plants in those lips. That's a lot of muscles. Yeah. I wonder how many we have. They also have specialized sensory bristles or uh, vibrissae. Little, little whiskers with some sensory uh, stuff going on so that it will help them... Um, know what's happening yeah and what where food is and what direction to swim Maggie's in he's here to help me finish <laughs> deciphering my notes i'm just thinking of like my upper lip and all your bristles all my bristles up there <laughs> man i need to get my, my gonna need to get that uh, cleaned up anyway uh <laughs> so a couple things about manatees and their conservation yes Yes, let's talk about, because yes. there's a lot going on right now. Say, so all three species of manatee are listed by, um, oh, I have listed by the World Conservation Union. I should have looked at IUCN. Um, but they're listed as uh, vulnerable. Yes. Are you confirming that? or No, I'm not confirming that. I'm disagreeing because there's a lot going on with them within Florida right now and yeah. the green algae and the uh, – al I shouldn't say green algae. Gr algae is often green. But uh, the algal blooms, blooms, which are a natural phenomenon but have been exacerbated by uh, increasing water temperatures, excessive runoff from agricultural production. Uh, this all combines to create a uh, really – crazy um something oh my god the words 
the words are there. Guys, listen, Florida has been experiencing some really awful algal blooms. It's killing a lot of animals because they're poisonous and it's taking the oxygen out of the water and it's because of excessive runoff, increasing water temperatures and chemicals and things. That's what I'm trying to say. Now that there's so much to it and that's all I can remember. <laughs> Yes. So I'd like to say also on IUCN, yes. they're listed as the American manatee and the African manatee. Interesting. Um, but they're all vulnerable and decreasing. So um, manatees, um, hopefully, are, are they're in rough shape. Historically, they declined throughout history because of hunting pressures. So they mm. actually used to be hunted for their hides, wow. oil, and bones. I didn't know that. Um, so that's not true anymore. I don't. Hunting is not a major threat for them. Humans are still a threat, but hunting in particular is not. They're protected in a lot of ways. Okay. But past historical populations yeah. were depleted because of that. Now main causes for manatees are human-related, such as habitat destruction and... Boats. Yes. Sorry. It just says my note cut off and it just says human objects, which means nothing. Um, but no, boats are very problematic. Collisions yeah. with propellers and ships um, leading to frequent maiming, disfigurement, and even death. Um, one thing that's super sad is a lot of manatee research that's done that's observational <coughs> with any marines, well, with any species in general, but you often are recognizing individual animals based on like certain markings that they have and for manatees a lot of the times it's their scars from propellers i know isn't that because awful? they're the most visible the and easiest they way all have them. them i know so that's a big thing and like i said habitat destruction as um you know living on the coast and living with an ocean view or a water view is very popular but as buildings go up it ruins shorelines and mm -hmm. destroys the shorelines especially with like just more noise moving in and people are getting closer and closer and kind of invading on their habitat there there's more it's really sad yeah there's more opportunities for them to be disrupted um less places for you know they, to live um so yeah us humans are not doing uh great right if you're in manatee waters yes. and you see a sign that that suggests a speed limit yes. for driving please adhere to it or if you're not driving the boat and your friend is or yeah. family member is tell them like hey there's probably manatees in this water do you mind if we slow down yeah um and if they give you a look just be like yeah i know i heard it on a podcast can you just like be cool about it and just just be casual and then not aggressive yeah. because then people will be down and be like okay i got you but yeah, yes. co our coastlines, we need to take care of them. We There's do. a lot going on there. Um, and luckily, there are, you know, they're, they're protected by a lot of different, like the Marine Mammal Protection Act, and there was a um, Florida Manatee Sanctuary Act that um, was passed in 1893. What? That can't be correct. That can't be correct. <laughs> Second guessing us. Second guessing myself. You have so much wine. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I was talking. Ashley. Oops. Uh -uh. No, Florida manatees were first protected through Florida state law in 1893, which were the manatees are protected, by, which I'm assuming was the Florida Manatee Sanctuary App Act. But they're both now protected, protected by Marine Mammal Protection Act, and they are protected by the Endangered Species Act. So they're protected, but that doesn't mean it, that they can't be harmed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like what Maggie said, even whenever you're in Florida, there's a lot of ecotourism that goes along with manatees, and most of that is responsible. But make sure that if you are doing ecotourism, which does support 
habitats for manatees that you're finding you know the appropriate places to go that yeah. do respect totally. manatees and know how to approach them or be near them in any way um if you are just out on a boat especially again in florida or you know there's populations again in uh, belize and in west africa knowing that the speed limits are there for a reason they're not mm-hmm. just to they're not to, just a suggestion they're, they're not, not just to slow to, you down for not just fun. like, hey, it's we don't want you to have fun right now. Yeah. No, it's because there's manatees or there's other creatures in the or animal. Or don't take and a boat animal. and take a kayak or a paddleboard <gasps> yes. because I did that. Um, so for those of you who don't know. Oh, your I, manatee story. I used to live in Florida slash I kind of still do. Like my family lives there part mm-hmm. of the year. And I went kayaking uh, just a couple of years ago with one of my girlfriends, and we just happened upon a couple of manatees. And it was the most Ugh. amazing experience. The manatee came up and was sniffing my boat, and I didn't pet it because that would just be wrong. But, um, but, like, oh, my God, it was yeah. so special just to look at each other and, like, yeah. this big, slow-moving beast that – has such a gentle soul. I mean, I think it's no surprise that they're super docile mm-hmm. and like chill and very curious. Yeah. But don't take advantage of that. Don't, you know, don't. if just you're in the moment, them. be in the moment with the manatees. I was just so enjoy happy. it. I was so yeah. happy. Um, but yeah, so those are the things you can do with your manatees. With your manatees? With Do them with your manatees. Those are the things you can do if you're around manatees. Look up um, organizations that support. There's plenty of manatee rescues. Kind of any marine mammal. There's a lot of like stranding programs and stuff like that. Again, we're talking mainly about Florida here, but uh, support manatees. Do it. Uh, support them all throughout the month of November. <gasps> yes. Yes. Oh, wait, my manatee story. Oh, no. <laughs> it's because it doesn't fit in anywhere particularly. It fits now. Um, I was kind of drunk one night, surprise, and we were talking about manatees. Surprise. Again, no surprise. Um, and I was thinking of like how funny it would be. I can't remember what the exact joke was, but I texted my sister, who's an artist, and I was like, a drawing of a man that's a manatee and it's humanity. <laughs> and the next morning I woke up to a drawing of humanity. Which we which will I post will, on our Instagram. But I'll show Maggie right now and we'll post. I'll describe it for you guys. So this drawing of a humanity is, just imagine a merman. But imagine a one, but with a manatee bottom. Isn't it beautiful? It's the best thing ever. I want, I want this to be a cartoon series. Oh my God. I can see this on Saturday morning. I thought you were going to say Saturday Night Live, and I could see it there, too. There, too. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Um, but, yes. So, that is manatees. Woo! Did you guys enjoy this underwater episode? Because that was unintentional. It was definitely unintentional. <laughs> um, just a reminder, though, guys. We're animal enthusiasts. We're clearly not scientists, <laughs> especially when we're under the influence. That's a show. So, don't go cite us in your academic papers. Do your own research, please. We just want you to be excited like we are. Right? Yeah. I think we're pretty excited. Thanks for joining us on this episode. Tune in next time when we learn about more animals, their biology and habitat, the threats they face, and what people are doing about it. And then we'll drink some more. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Bye. Bye.